Welcome to another episode of Chin Wagon with Ruck. Today we're going to be talking about women in law. And I'm not talking about the marriage thing. I'm talking about actual women in law enforcement. We have four young ladies that going to give you a reason why they chose that profession. Some of us think that certain jobs are geared toward men, and some of us do not. And when it comes to law enforcement, I know we all have our own opinions on that. But let's see what they have to say today. We have Christy and Carolyn. We have Jacqueline. Hi. And we have Raven. Hello. And of course, my co-host, Dana Dane. Hi. All right, Jacqueline. Uh, I am 26. I have two kids. And That's all you want to give us to? Okay, yeah. all right, that's cool. <laughs> Raven. This 39, married, three kids, three stepkids. Been in law enforcement for a while. Um, I love it. Wouldn't do anything else. Okay. And thank you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. So, Christy, give us a little bit about yourself. So, I'm 42. I have been in law enforcement for, well, since 2000. I started out as a correctional officer in our county jail for about a year and a half. And the last 17 years, I've been on patrol. The reason that I went into law enforcement in the first place, a little bit about me. I grew up in foster care up north, and throughout my life, I have had some unique experiences. I went through some abusive situations at home, and I was in and out of foster care as well. Back in the early 80s, there were some not-so-good people that were foster parents, back in those days. There were some great ones, but there was also some bad ones. And in my experience, again, this being in the early 80s, there was a lot of times that when police were responding, they would look at you, and of course things were a little bit different back then, but they would look at you and, are you calling us essentially because you did something bad and your, excuse my language, but your parents just whooped your behind, whooped your ass because you deserved it, or did they actually beat or abuse you? And it was just a, a lot of hard things to deal with. And then same thing while in the foster care system, too. I like that. I like that. Jacqueline, 26-year-old. Um... Well, this wasn't something I've always wanted to do. Okay. Uh, it was just something I kind of wanted to do, like, last couple of years. Um, I was one of those kids that got in trouble with the law. So, and then just seeing how my family was in and out of 
situations, right. drugs and being involved in my family, and I just wanted to show them, show my family that no matter how late you start something, you can always change. You don't have to continue down the road that you're going just because you think it's too late. It's not too late. Um, that's pretty much. I just want to show my family that they can change. And I just want to be one of those good cops. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Give that. cops another name. Right. Because we do have a stigma attached to us mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. That's good to hear. Raven. <laughs> let's see. Um, in 20, let's see, 2006, I was working for DeKalb County Sheriff's Office, but in the medical field. And I was, yeah, I was working at the Sheriff's Office, and I would be around the other officers when I would do the medical treatment on the inmates and stuff. And and I found myself over there with them all in their business dealing with the law enforcement side and not the medical side. So one morning I woke up and I said, I don't want to do this medical thing. Like, I want law enforcement. So I I reached out to a friend of mine that was already working for the cab but was in transition to come work for another agency. And I said, I'm trying to come over there too. And he was like, okay. Come on, meet me up there. I'll put your application in. You'll get hired on the spot. And I was like, really? So I got an application, filled it out, got hired within two weeks, towed the cab later, been in it since 2013. Wow. But what about it made you want to – what did you see? What, what changed you? I think it was how they were talking to the inmates, dealing with the inmates. With the medical field, you're, you're treating them. You're taking care of them. Mm-hmm. With the law enforcement side, you're talking to them, you're teaching them, you're hearing them out, you're listening, you're a support system, either good or bad. Of course, you have to discipline, right. but at the same tone, I was able to see both sides, the officers that cared, the ones that didn't care, and I didn't want to be the one that didn't care. I'm like, I can do this. And it just it, it excited me. I didn't want to do the medical thing anymore. I was like, I want a badge. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want a stethoscope. I want a badge. And it just it was, it was in my energy. It's in my energy, and I switched over, and I've been in love since. That's okay. Good. Well, I, I got an important question to ask from you. I'm going to stay on you for a little while. Absolutely. Now, your oldest child is how old? 20. 20. Your youngest is what? Four. You do realize law enforcement, you're never guaranteed to come back home. Absolutely. So why would you make that transition to, to put your family in that mode that you might not come back home? I don't know, because at the time, my oldest was, she would have been four, five. She was around the same age as my youngest is now. Right. And I think with the younger mindset that I had then, I didn't look at it like that, like I do now as a mom of a 20-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Yes. If I knew what I knew then, I might have been a little bit more cautious, but I can't honestly tell you I still wouldn't be in this field. I love the badge. The uniform. I wouldn't change it. And every single day I put that uniform on, I always kiss my kids and tell them I love them. And I tell them, you know, Mommy loves you. I may not always come home, but I love you. And they go, okay. Of course, the four-year-old doesn't understand. She's like, Mommy, you police. That's all she said. (laughs) Mommy, you police. But my oldest is like, Mom, come home. So for me, the fact that they're proud of me gives me more energy to always come home every day. Amen. That's good. Carolyn, give us a little background. My name is Carolyn. I'm... 27 years old. I've been in law enforcement working patrol as a patrol officer for four going on five years. I got into law enforcement because what I want to do since I was five years old, I like to to be the 
good guy in the situation. The high speed of law enforcement, the go, 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 has always fit my personality very well. Very fast paced, and that's one thing that's kept me in law enforcement and loving law enforcement is the fast paceness and getting the change scenery. And okay, well, let me ask you this. Now, you work for a sheriff department now, right? I'm sorry? You work for a sheriff department, all right? I do. Hey, but you did used to work for a PD, correct? That's correct. Is there a difference in a PD and a sheriff department? Yes, there's quite the difference between a police department and a sheriff's office. I worked for a police department for over a year. A uh, very fast-paced police department, very political. A lot of a lot of community-oriented policing. I liked I liked I liked the community-oriented policing a good bit. The de-escalation of it. A lot more talking prior to arresting someone. Uh, it, it's very different working in a police department than a sheriff's office because you work for a sheriff's office. You're working for an elected official. True that. True that. All right, now. Jacqueline, with that being heard, I heard you say you have two kids and you go into a field that people hate. Most of the public hate us. You go into a field that you're not guaranteed to return home to your small kids. You still think that you want to go into that route? Yeah, definitely. Just, I don't have an answer really, but I just know it's something regardless are you still being pulled that way regardless? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my, my oldest, he didn't want me to do it. He's like, I don't want you to die. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. Right. right? I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure I come back to my kids every day. Okay. That's good. Now, in case I didn't say this in the beginning, Jacqueline heading to the field. Raven is already in the field. Then, with that being said, what Raven just said, I mean, Ray was in the medical field, and she made a conscious choice to step into this line of work, knowing the consequences that may unfold. How do you feel about that? Well. Even though it could be life and death. You can die anywhere, any job. Yeah, you're right. That's true. I probably have more risk of dying at my old job <laughs> than going in law enforcement. <laughs> and I like to say I'm in education, and we know what's going on with our school systems, like shooters coming in. So you're you're absolutely right. But I applaud you, ladies. Thank you. All right. Now the next thing is about you know that a lot of people look at certain jobs being for a man. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking that you ladies don't feel that way as when it comes to law enforcement. Mm -hmm. No. So are y'all in that generation thinking that whatever man do, y'all can do it? Y'all with that? Yeah, I'm with that. I think y'all wrong. I'm just saying, certain, <laughs> certain aspects of life, certain jobs in life are for us men. Y'all can't do everything that we can do because we will build differently. We, we think differently. We're, Tracy, you do know you're surrounded by women uh, right now. I do, right. Know, I do know that. Okay, well, well, buckle up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Very dangerous Here we situation. Come. I do know that. But I respect your opinion. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm just being honest. I mean, y'all, that got to come across your mind because – when you're talking about law enforcement, when you're dealing with law enforcement, it's a lot of crazy people out there. Mm -hmm. And who who to say that you don't put up on a situation where this guy all amped up on methamphetamine 
and he's out of his mind, and he's like six foot three, 240 pounds, no fat. Mm -hmm. now, now, this question is for Carolyn. You there, Carolyn? I'm here. Okay. And what I want to ask you is, what made you want to get into a career that's basically for a man, by you being a female? I grew up with older brothers. I was, I was never a girl growing up. It was never, she's a girl, he's a boy. <laughs> I was Christian homeschooled. My parents are very, 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 very strict. When I was growing up, I was made to wash dishes. My brothers went outside and busted firewood, but they never held me back and told me I couldn't do something because of my gender, because of my size. I, I, youngest out of six kids, I grew up with my older two brothers, the closest, and we fought constantly, <laughs> physically arguing it with each other. There was, I never looked in the law enforcement as in getting in a getting in a man's career, getting in a man's world. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So you kind of grew up like a tomboy, in other words, right? Yes. I'm, I really never saw myself any different from my brothers growing up. Now, I mean, I was always just physically, I was way smaller than them because they're a foot taller than me, six hundred twenty pounds, soaking wet. But I never. <laughs> I never thought I couldn't do it because of my size or because of my gender. So you don't believe that there's jobs specifically for men and specifically for for women? Absolutely not, no. Okay. Hi, hi. Christy, same question to you. I have to agree with her. I, I agree with exactly what she said. I don't I don't think law enforcement is necessarily just a man's career. There's a lot <clears throat> there are a lot of things that have changed. Uh, it, just in the time that since I've been in law enforcement and it was it was never like a written rule that they couldn't but the agency that I previously worked for they it was just one of those things you never saw female officers on on the motor squad you never saw female officers on the sheriff's SRT team or the SWAT team. They didn't, they didn't, they just weren't on them. Now there's a lot more opportunities. There are female officers going to SWAT school. And it, I don't think it was ever a, like a GI Jane thing where they just weren't allowed to. I just, maybe it was lack of interest or what have you. But for me personally, once I got into law enforcement, my ex-husband, he was an army ranger, and um, him and I, him and I are, are were both very competitive people. Everything with him and I basically became a pissing contest. Anything you can do, I can do, and <laughs> I'm gonna try to do, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to do it better than you. Oh, he went and shot this weapon, or he went and shot this. It's like, okay, well, now I want to. He went and attended combatives training and it's like okay well then I went and attended the same combatives training and then I went to instructor school for it and it was just as far as training wise we went it, it was just a thing between the two of us but we did go our separate ways my current husband and I he's in law enforcement as well so we met at our previous agency where we worked together and have been married for 11 years now but no, I don't. I don't think it's strictly a man's job, and I definitely think all across the United States, and even in the world, we need more female police officers. I think that's oh, a true statement, but like I say, it's kind of 
you know, with, with, with us men, we, we're like you. We're, we're a risk taker. We, the adrenaline, that's why we become police officers. We like to drive fast. We like to fight. Yeah. And that's, that's our makeup because we're a man. And to see women in a field that's full of men, because we, we outnumber y'all in law enforcement, that's full of men, and knowing that y'all can come across that same situation that we constantly come across. Now, I'm one of those men that, I'm one of those men, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I'm one of those men that I feel like it's my duty to protect all women. Okay. So when I see a woman with a uniform on, it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I'm that type of person that if we on the same beat, I'm going to stick closer to you. I hear you out on the call. I'm going to be right there listening real hard if I had to get there quickly. But I think a lot of the males do that. That's good. On shift, um, I think right now for my agency, we have a few females. And I've noticed that if we go to a call, if it's a domestic and there's, they're actively fighting, um, a traffic stop where there's four people in the car and I ask for backup, everybody comes That's good. quickly. And for me, I'm excited about that. Thank you. I want yes. the support. Right? Yes. All my blue brothers are always ready to be there for me. In the jail division, it was the same. When mm -hmm. I called out for something, if it was a situation in the dorm or on a traffic stop, they come. I'm okay with the males feeling like that about their little sister because we become the little sister. Right. Sometimes we're the mom for the younger ones, but yeah. they come. Yeah. Right. Um, funny story in the academy, you have to fight. The red dog is called the red man. He's in a suit, and you have to fight him. Tell me about it. <laughs> and you're tired. And, yeah. and they also make you fight the males. You have to fight because you would do that on the street. Right. Well, I got into a situation with a male in the academy, and, and my captain, over the instructor, he said, get out of this situation. He had me in a chokehold, and he was winning. He said, Kelly, you better get out of this situation. I said, okay. Only thing I could think of at the moment, because I was learning, is the academy. I took my hand, I reached behind, I grabbed those balls. There you go, exactly. And I turned them, and he let loose. And then I grabbed my, they give us a blue gun, it's a fake gun, right. and I grabbed it and I let off two rounds. Because I knew in that moment he could have killed me. Exactly. In the real situation. Right. But I got out of it. And oh my, my captain said, good job, young lady. And he was laying down screaming because I had to take control. Yeah. But I learned, and, and he was defeated. So in this field, as a woman, mm -hmm. males are stronger. We get right. that. But a lot of times we'll show up on scene and we'll talk a male down quicker than a male. Yeah, you will. They'll even kind of come real small to us. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I've had males, they be bucking, yelling, fighting the males. And I come on scene, oh, okay, okay, Miss Kelly, okay, I'm sorry. And put their hands behind their back. So sometimes we can bring mm -hmm. the situation better than a male can when you come up all big and strong. Another male is like, man, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a fight. Yeah. They're ready to buck with y'all mm -hmm. with us. They're just like, I'll just go to jail. Mm -hmm. That's a great point that you yeah, brought up. Much. Yeah, because I've, I've witnessed that. And yeah. when you got two males, like two alpha dogs. I'm better, I'm better, I'm better than you. They want to buck up at each other. But they then when lose. a female come, it's more like no, a sister or a mom, <laughs> and they would subdue easily. Because I used to do corrections, and yeah. they have a female in correction. You'd be like, oh, you got all these 50 men up here, and you yep. by yourself. But that woman come in, don't be like, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? You just cuss me out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I agree. And that's why I love to see women in law enforcement. Because we don't only deal with men out there. We deal with men, women, grandma, granddad, little kids. So it's great to have a female presence in law enforcement mm -hmm. because of that. 
you don't always deal with the burdenness. And yeah, that's a good point. And we're a support system for the males. When y'all get these stops and situations where y'all have a female that needs to be searched, yes. nine times out of ten, that male officer or deputy does not want to search this female. Yeah, we're not. And they will <laughs> ask for a female, and I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm on the way because yeah. you shouldn't, you, if you have a situation where you need a female and we're available, you shouldn't search her. Yeah. Right. And we'll come. So a lot of times we're more comfortable for the situation for our male deputy as well as a support system for each other. So it kind of goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and good. I, Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, how long have you been doing law enforcement, Raven? I have been in law enforcement, not counting DeKalb because that was medical, right. um, since 2013. Okay. All right. So we're looking at nine years. Nine years. Have you always been at the same position or, or have you did different agencies, different positions? I've been at the same agency since I got in law enforcement. I started off as a detention officer. Two years in, they were like, you need to go to the academy. You need to shoot. So one of the sergeants at the time who was just really good to me, he cared about me and he was like, you're good. He took me out to the range, showed me how to hold a gun, taught me everything I know. He was like, you shoot well, young lady. Sent me to the academy, the agency sent me, did well. Been doing it since. Okay. Right. I still keep seeing the danger side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the shooting. But um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I, as far as you get training and you have your weapons and the, the uniform, the badge, and and your brotherhood. Absolutely. In that sense. So on one hand, I can understand what you mean about women being in law enforcement, but at the same time, it's okay. It's a dangerous job, but they've been trained as well. Their physical makeup may not be like a man's, but I think them being trained and learning everything they can and giving it their all, like you said earlier, it's kind of all you need. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. There's, everybody brings different aspects to the table when you respond to certain calls, and I'm sure there's everybody brings something different and there there's different skills that sometimes that female officer may be the one that can relate to that situation or de-escalate that situation better better than necessarily a male could but I, it's we're all brothers and sisters in this job and yeah. our end goal is to, everybody goes home safe we go in together we go out together everybody goes home no so doubt. Now, now, Kayla, give me your, your dimensions again. How tall are you? What you weigh? You can't ask that. I'm five foot, I'm five foot six, and I weigh anywhere between 110 to 120 pounds. When I first got in law enforcement, I weighed 108 pounds. Wow. I remember, I remember that on my on my physical for, at the doctor. I recall it saying 108, and I was like, God, I wish I could get that weight up. And after the academy and working in law enforcement, uh, getting a little bit older, I got up to 120. Okay, now, now with that said, what happens when you pull a car over and the guy is DUI, you ask him to step out, and when he steps out, he keeps coming. He keeps coming. I, He's six, I, six foot nine, 250 pounds, do some fear, go through your mind, through your heart. Do you, are you afraid? What, what goes through your mind if that happened? Or has that ever happened to you? That has happened to me. My very first, very first year in law enforcement, um, little spitfire getting out here. Um, 
pulled a man out the car, opened the door, and said, sir, step out the car. And as he stepped out the car, I take I take control of his left hand. He steps out, and he's he's standing up, and he keeps standing up. He's getting higher and higher. Like, my head is looking straight up in the air at him. And he's, this man, he's six foot five plus. He is the tallest man, I want to say, ever at that point. But I immediately went hands-on, took control of his hand, and got him in handcuffs as quickly as possible. I made sure at that point, if he would have been combative or or bucked on me or tried to run, what I was, what my next move was. What was I going to do next? Oh, so you was already thinking in your head, if this happened, this is what I need to do. Yes, definitely. Great. That, that's, that's, that's great to hear because that's what you should be doing. But at that moment... Did that? Did fear ever come across your mind, across your heart? Did you ever was afraid? Not in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, I'm go go go. Career, dri- I'm so driven at that point. Like this is what's gonna happen. No matter what, he's gonna go to jail tonight. I hear you, I hear you. So, Christy, um, how old were you when you got into foster care? Eight. So you were eight years old. So, to. In the in saying all that, I say all that to say that what made me, what drew me to law enforcement was I wanted to be the person that I wish had been the, I want to be the officer that I wish had shown up to my house when I was going through what I went through. Oh. And so those are my everyday goals in what I do, that I, I want to be that person, someone for them so that they don't go home or sit sit here 15, 20 years down the road feeling the way that I feel right now. Okay. Now, speaking of family, y'all do, for the ones that are trying to go into it, y'all do realize that once you become an officer, your lifestyle changes. Those those people that used to be your friend going to kind of shy away from you. That's fine. I don't have friends anyway. Now, this is the younger generation. I don't have friends anyway. Did you experience that? Uh, as far as people I don't think so for the most part because most of my friends were either already in law enforcement or they had really good careers that they didn't want anything to jeopardize jeopardize that to put them in jail so my circle was supportive of my career choice and the ones that weren't weren't going to be in my circle Okay. Um, for me, it's the support system. When you're in law enforcement, you gotta have a good support system, whether that's friends, family, hit your it, right? career. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in having people around me to have just as much to lose as I do, mm-hmm. because then we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then they won't care about your badge, mm-hmm. and they're okay with you losing it because they don't have one. Right. You have to be around those like-minded people. Absolutely. Sure. And mm-hmm. a lot of my close friends, female friends, one of the ones that was supposed to be here today been in law enforcement forever so we understand and what's funny is when we're off on work we don't talk about this job Mm -hmm. thank you we don't talk about this job (laughs) we talk about our husbands our kids where we finna go on vacation and and what we're gonna do when we get back to work girl i'm finna make sergeant we do those things but we don't we don't take this job home don't take this job home young ladies it's good to be here to see these ladies right here that are going into law enforcement Because I get to see where the generation is going versus when I started. Right. Mm-hmm. And good. and y'all are getting ready to start the academy. Put your all into it. Learn your craft. You got to learn your craft. If you don't know your craft, you can't do this job. Training is everything. It is. Shoot your gun as much as your agency will allow you to. 
And luckily, we have one you can shoot every day if you choose to. But learn your craft and learn it well because there are people out there that know it better than you. The guys on the street, they know how to shoot their guns mm. better than we do, and we're trained to do this. Right. So you have to be extra better than them. So you always have to think 10 steps ahead when you're getting into situations, you know, all the time. All the time. I like that. Ten steps ahead. I ten. usually say stay two steps ahead, but ten. Gotta okay, be. I'll gotta be it. ready for whatever's coming your way. Yeah. And you gotta be prepared to die. We talked about this already. When I put that uniform on, I know that I may not come home, but I set everything up to make sure my family's okay if I don't come home. Right. And and they can appreciate it because my dad was not happy oh. about me going into law enforcement. But when I graduated the academy and he pinned my my badge on. That grown man cried like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> he was the proudest totally daddy different. at the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So for me, you just you want to make your family proud. You want to make good decisions. You're going to get put in situations where you start to think like, oh, dang, you're going to be dealing with a lot of money, a lot of drugs, a lot of people that's going to try to tell you to do things that's not right. You better remember why you got into this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you honor that badge. You honor that uniform. You represent the people that you love. All those things that matter, ladies. Y'all will, y'all will find out as y'all grow and as y'all do it more. And then your badge it become just as more important to you every step of the way. I like you what know? you said about remembering their why, why they're getting yeah. into it, because they both said something about family, right. and that's totally important. Yeah. Remember yeah. the fight in the academy. The academy was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard, um, not as a sense as the whole thing, but you're going to be stressed out like, oh, I'm going to pass this test. Oh, I got this next test. You get one done, now you got five more. And then you got to get around the course. You got to do this. It's difficult. So remember that struggle, too. Like, dang, all I did to get into this, that that will humble you back to where, you know, the people that come behind you, you can teach them and show them and be support for them. I'm a big stickler for the FTO program, the newer officer to be trained by the veterans, right? I think sometimes us veteran officers forget when we was the newbie and we want to judge and we want to, oh, you doing this, you doing that. I did that too. So let me slow down. Great point, great let me point. let me show. Let me let me show them a better way that they can do this um, and be a lot more patient. Right. I love. I'm, I'm a big thing for recruiting. I like recruiting because you're showing, you're teaching. You're like, you know what you're getting into, right? Right. So for me, it's just learn your craft, be consistent, train. Y'all will be awesome. Y'all That's will be good. awesome in this. That's good. I, I agree. That that is very important to know why you got into this field. Mm-hmm. Cause like she said, that that temptation ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. I work for the DA's office now, and we see a lot of money, houses, cars. Yeah. Can you imagine that officer out on that scene when they got two, three million dollars? Man, she didn't put this in my back pocket. Go up here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that can easily come across your mind, but you got to always think what's done in the dark and come to the light. Mm-hmm. So sooner or later, that shit gonna smack you on your hand. Yeah, right. the movie time. Training Day. Mm-hmm. I know y'all seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you had it, you need to see it. Yes. <laughs> Jacqueline, oh, you, you got it. You got to leave. It. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> How you not have seen Training Day? That's Denzel Washington's one of his best. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Well, I watch Netflix. Well, she says she's going to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. Please watch it. <laughs> yeah. I understand. You know, got two kids. I know they keep you busy. I understand. Oh, Big time. But, yeah, uh, that's a good movie. Right. I really hope that a 26 year old want to come into this line of work. After seeing all the news media that they have slayed our names and everything, but y'all still want to do it, yeah. that's great. That's I really that's great. That's more the reason to come into it, honestly. Seeing all the the crap that the officers get. But how did you not go along with that? 
Because see, when, because when, I'm not gonna let somebody or social media dictate, dictate how I yeah. feel. Oh, they stepping. Okay, okay, I like that. That's good. That's real good because the way they portray it, like we just monsters. And you can't believe everything you see on social media or the media. I'm glad y'all know that. Yeah, that's, that's, their mindset yeah. is, is different, which yeah. is probably another reason why they're choosing to go into this field. Because even though they are part of the younger generation, yeah. um, the way they're speaking and responding right now, they're not speaking as the young generation that just doesn't care about a lot yeah. of things today. And especially social media is one of the biggest things that everyone cares about and likes. Yeah. And for them to say, well, you can't believe everything you have on social media. Yeah. That's that, big. Because yeah, that I'm looking at her. She could be mine. Yeah, true. true. She could be my 22. child. So, so it's almost like talking to my daughter saying, you going into law enforcement? Mm -hmm. And and we've had that conversation. She's like, Mommy, I want to be a cop. And I'm like, but you said you wanted to be a judge. That's a big difference. But now she, she's, she's getting ready to graduate from hair school, so she's going to open her own hair salon. So she definitely didn't go into that field. But the, I think the one thing I would tell my daughter is be consistent. Mm -hmm. Don't get complacent, but be consistent. Complacency will get you killed. Every time. It will get you killed thinking that normal traffic stop is the same one you had earlier. And right when you get ready to go poke your little head around the corner, he's going to pop you. Right. So for me, just do not get complacent. It's hard not to, but that's where the training comes in. If you're doing your training, then that'll get you out of that habit anyway. And see, the FTO program is so important. I'm telling you. Because when you go to the police academy, they show you the basic way to be a police officer. Yep. Your agency show you how to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. So if you got a great FTO trainer, everything that what she just said, that's what it comes out at. Because hopefully he or she is doing things to show you how to be a great cop. Yeah. So when you go through your FTO program, if you feel like it's not a good fit for you, say something. Yeah. Say something. Cause because I, that's I, your life, right? Right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my point because that's yep. your life. Mm -hmm. You got a suck-ass guy who, or girl who's doing something then, like, hey, um, I need to speak up because this is my life. I got to do this thing correctly. Yeah. What he's doing or what she's doing doesn't match up to what the police captain said. And just speak up because that is your life. And you can't get killed like him by having a sloppy-ass FTO. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Big time. So, Christy, I hear that you have an educational background. Well, I am I went to basic jail school, so I'm basic jail certified. I am, then I went through the police academy. Okay. I am also a gang investigator, um, a defensive tactics instructor, and other than field sobriety, speed detection, okay. courses that we take regular, all of us take regularly throughout our career, those are the few. But I'm also a mental uh, kids mental health counselor as well. Okay. I did go to college. Okay. I graduated from Penn State University in criminal justice. Science. Yes, sir. <laughs> Education is great, in my personal opinion. Some of the best officers that I myself have encountered in my career have no formal college education. I've some of the best officers that I've worked with in my personal experience have only had a GED or a high school diploma. Now, as far as advancing into higher leadership positions, I, I do think that you should have some type of formal education okay. as far as different degrees. 
But um, in the state of Georgia, we do have command college that's available for people whose goal end goals are to be command staff members. Jacqueline? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, for the most part, everybody supported me. Um, my fiancé, he was 50-50. Um, but once he came in and got to meet people at the office, he was like, okay, I see you got good people behind you. Mm-hmm. And he supports it. Um, I mean, as far as, like, mom and dad, my dad supports me. Mom, she'll support me. But my family kind of separated when I was 16, so mm-hmm. really – I'm an adult. I make my own decisions. The only person I really have to talk to is my fiance. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to be the one I come home to. Mm-hmm. Not my mom, not my dad. Right. But everybody supports me for the right, for the most part. I got some brothers that are like in and out of the system. Right. So they're just like, oh, you're going to be one of them. Yeah, I'm going to be one of them. Now, if you cross me, I'll take you. I don't mm-hmm. care. Okay. So, but they support it for the most part. <laughs> yeah. They're going to support me. So they know not to cross me. But cool. they know if it come down to it, business is going to be handled. Now, Raven said, she spoke a while back about how important it is to have a good support system. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christy. We talked about dealing with bad situations, big guys coming out of cars, dealing with them. We talked about not coming home, loved ones. Was there ever a time where you and your husband had to talk about a situation like that? Or I mean, since both of y'all are in law enforcement, but was there ever a time that y'all ever talked about you not coming home, him not coming home? It's always essentially in the back of your mind. Him and I, when he and I met, we actually were partners at our last agency. And and we were friends before we ever even stepped into the realm of, hey, you want to go hang out outside? You know, right. even started dating. He got, he, we were each other's right-hand man. Well, he's left-handed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we, we were, mm-hmm. I knew how he was going to react automatically just from all the time working with him. So there's, as far as that goes, and now that we do have two kids, so it is always in the back of your mind right. now that it could happen. But at the same time, he could be at work and I could hear him on the radio. Okay. And I hear him out on a call and it's like, okay, well, I can I can tell by the sound of his voice. I know, I, like, I know exactly what's going down without, okay. I know I know him well enough to know exactly what's Oh, What's good. taking place and he's he's safe. But yes, yes, it is a fear. And it's the reality of right now, I presently am on day shift. He's on night shift. We work the same schedule. We work the same, have the same off days. I'm on day shift. He's on night shift at mm-hmm. two different agencies. And so it, it's leave the kids at his parents' house. And then he drops them off. I pick them up. And then it's. In the meantime, it's you never know. Is is that call going to come in that one of us got in a car crash? That one of us had to fight a suspect, or that, God forbid, that's you, the re, that it's a reality. But at the same time, th- thankfully, it's not happened for us yet. Not anything serious of that nature yet. 
But yeah. see, y'all can y'all can understand why society say that this is a man's job because of the dangers of it, because of the physicality of it that can happen at any moment. But still, yet y'all still want to do that, even though at any moment it can get bad and can just break a- out bad. Absolutely, because the way I look at it is, I have the same. You're you're a law enforcement officer as well. I am. So you and I have attended the same classes, the same training, the same knowledge of our weapon systems, the same knowledge of the laws. The very same situation could pop off on you. Yeah, but I'm a that man. That pops off on one of us. Yeah, but I'm a man. Okay. You know, men. <laughs> she like so. Just, <laughs> but just because I don't have a. A tallywhacker between you. A, a tally, just because I don't have a tallywhacker doesn't mean I can't handle that situation and just fine. That the, 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 the tallywhacker doesn't make it different. <laughs> yeah, but see, the, 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 the nuts make you a man. They're like, no, you got to have nuts to be a man. So when situations happen, men are supposed to be able to handle that situation because that's what we are brought up to, to do. Women are brought up to be... Men, you say a man acts like a man, but they don't always act like men. In that you're describing, I got a pair of handcuffs. If they got to go to jail, they got to go to jail. Ain't nothing stopping me from doing so. Yeah, but well, like I say, okay, sometimes stuff can get brutal out there. It can really get brutal. And are y'all really prepared mentally to get down with it? Yes. Carol? I've done it. I have a feeling <laughs> she has too. <laughs> fight before I left the sheriff's office today. I went hands-on four separate times today. Wow. wow. See, as far as a man, wow. we, we love that. I mean, I we... love it so much. It brings me <laughs> every single day. I can't get enough. I was like, y'all call me if y'all need me again. I'll come right back. So you got a lot of t- t- testosterones in your body going in your brain. Testosterone. Testosterone, thank you. You got a lot of testosterones going on in your brain. Call <laughs> And I love it. I can't get enough of it. I would fight people all day long if I could. I told them, y'all ever need me again. Y'all just call me right back. <laughs> wow. And that's a true fact that she said. I think when I decided to switch over, my mom was supportive. She was like, you're going to do fine, baby girl. You, do, <laughs> mm-hmm. you just do fine at everything. My dad was hesitant because he did want me to come home every day. Yeah. But I gave the, the same thing that you did. Daddy, I can get killed just getting in my car. Like, I want to do this. And... Is for me, my dad, I'm a daddy's girl, and I want to make him proud of everything that I do. And I was like, I'm going to do it, daddy, but I'm going to be, I'm going to do it well. And he's like, okay. So slowly he started supporting it. Now he's just like, my baby's a deputy. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's, it's the look in their eyes. I was married at the time when I went to the academy. We're divorced now. I'm remarried. But my ex-husband was not supportive. He stressed me out so bad in the academy. I would come home from days where you still got to study. Mm-hmm. My my shins were killing me from running. I was mentally like, oh, I want to I want to get through this because there's this stickler that females can't drive. Mm-hmm. So no none females that's can a, pass the evop. That's a true statement. Don't, don't do it. Oh, okay, don't do my it. bad, my bad. <laughs> I passed. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Raven. <laughs> so. He didn't understand the stress that I had on me. My mom was a big support system because she had my baby, my two at the time. And I don't think he understood the rest that I needed. He wanted time and attention. And I get it. I was married. But I'm in the academy. Three months. 
Exactly. You need to leave me be while I pass and be great. And I don't think he understood the support I needed. And through that moment in my life, I said, okay, this is not the man for me who is not supporting one of the most important things in my life, and you're stressing me because you want attention? Mm-hmm. No, these books need attention. Yes, yeah. exactly. My, my shins need attention. They need some ice. <laughs> right. I don't. I can't give you attention. So he wasn't a support system for me. We're not married now. We have a beautiful little girl together. But you got to find people in your life that will build you up when you're going through something like the academy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. So when you have people in your ear like, you doing this, you doing this. And a funny thing is, the first day of the academy, I met a female there who was at the time working for another agency. And we got so close. We were like salt and pepper just together, the whole academy. And she fell out in firearms. And I remember we just cried because we started with 14 females and me and another female that works for Gwinnett County. We were the only two that graduated. Mm. And we were there for each other through the rest of the ride, even though my, my partner, who I had built a relationship with, had failed out. But every single day she called me. After she fell out, she said, you, you got this, you got this. And I was like, wow, we are still like this to this day. She got out of law enforcement because she wanted to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom, and her husband makes good money, so I'm with it. <laughs> um, but she was a great support system for me, someone who had, was doing it too. But even though she failed, she didn't make that negative. She still supported me. She was like, you almost there. You, you got the red dog. You know, you're almost there. So for me, you got to have positive people. That alone will get you through the academy. I was thinking that's a good point. Um, Just listening to her, even if family is not as supportive as you you think they should be, you can get that support from friends or people that you work with just as well, as long as you have a good support system of people that's going to push you on. We didn't know each other from a can of paint. Okay, so there you go. We didn't know each other. The first day, the instructor made a joke, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and we laughed, and we ended up going to lunch together, and we were like this. Bonding and connecting. And I was like, I like her, and Mm -hmm. I end up, talking to her leaving her agency and she came and worked for the one I was working for oh. Wow! <laughs> she was like I'm coming over there and, and she took a pay cut so, but she understood that where I was was more of a family environment mm-hmm. versus where she was mm-hmm. and that's what she wanted so you'll build relationships build that's relationships good. network every time I go somewhere dealing with law enforcement I get a card because you never know when you might need that person in that agency that county that city whatever I got cars for days. Oh, that's a good note. Yes. You, you network. Because mm-hmm. they might be over here and they might reach out and say, yeah, I was talking to that one deputy. Her name is such and such. They'll remember conversations. You'll never know who you're talking to. Never know who you're talking to. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Very good. So what struggles did you have coming into a man's world when it comes to working? Wait, let's re- re- rephrase that. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, Coming into the law enforcement? What? Well, you got to think about it. Uh, I'm going to go back 50 years. Think how many women was in law enforcement? Maybe one. One. Right. It's just, it's a man's world. Like, the army, the military, they see that as a man's world. Yeah. You know, you don't see a woman running around with a big old AR-15 falling in, killing people. It's a man's world. Although women are in all of these careers. And right. And these choices now. Right. Just at one point, it seemed, it, it was all men but yeah. now it has changed yeah, and, it's, it's a and we still have proof yes. right here ladies that are going into law enforcement right. yes they and, are one that so, been in it for nine years yeah. i totally agree so I mean, maybe raven can share some of the struggles that women may have but she she did say in the beginning how 
the yeah. brotherhood, how they are very supportive. Now, now, you probably didn't have any struggles, or maybe you did, but I'm quite sure you heard stories. Absolutely. So Seen you, them. Can you mm-hmm. get, Dealt I mean, with them through yeah. friends on the force. I think one of the biggest things, and y'all going to deal with this, I hate to tell you, but you will, is men are attracted to the uniform when a female has it on. Hold on now. Who you trying to call us badge bunnies? Ain't nobody say that, anything about that's, that's the, the, the public and the man that wears the uniform, both. <laughs> okay, all right. You get the things like, ooh, you can arrest me, like little bitty yeah, comments like that. Oh, I go to jail for you anytime. Right. Put me in handcuffs. You know the foolishness. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's probably one of the biggest things is the, is the male perspective like dang she looked good in that uniform not that oh she she could take me to jail if I don't right. do right, right. Mm-hmm. it's how good I look in the uniform right. so I would say for me that would be the biggest struggle mm-hmm. um I probably out of seven days a week four days out the week somebody's flirting wow. or mm-hmm. telling me how beautiful I am in my uniform and I'm like well thank you and, and you keep moving, and I keep yeah. it moving wow. I'm sure that's difficult because you, you you're there you want to do your job and you're like absolutely okay, I gotta hear this a little bit and know what to say and what to do and and respond appropriately yeah exactly um without it you know turning into something else because some men they'll say oh no no offense no offense and you get the other ones and then they want to be Billy Badass, so now you got to be putting handcuffs because you're right. disrespectful. Right. So for me, the struggle would be how men look at us in our uniform because we wear it well. We wear it differently. It's, mm-hmm. It goes back to Adam and Eve. It is That's what it is. Adam and Eve, <laughs> let's put a uniform on Adam and let's put a uniform on Eve. Yeah. Right. I agree. All they had was, what, some leaves? They didn't have that at first. Some big mm-hmm. leaves, that's it. <laughs> it's just a high important part. It, it's trying to... A lot of times when you get, for example, if you get a, a regular shift of six and you have a female sergeant and and all the shift guys are males, half of those males don't want to listen to the female sergeant. The other half, they do. They feel confident. They feel mm-hmm. good about it. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to always be extra knowledgeable about things so that male feels better, so his ego, oh, you just my little sister. You, It's how you deal with it. I want to know the honest truth. Are y'all trying to prove a point by being in law enforcement that even though I'm a woman, I can do the same thing a man can do? No, I just want to do the job. I love doing this job. Every I'm not doing this to prove a point to somebody. God, no. I love waking up every day, putting on this uniform, coming out here, doing what I have to do. And I love every single minute of it. I love being a law enforcement, law enforcement officer. I wouldn't trade it for him. Absolutely. I, no, it's not about proving a point. Or anything. I I do this because I love this. I love this job. I love the community that I serve, and I want to be the the part, the person that helps show people that what you see on the news is not the the bad apples that you see on the mm-hmm. news. That's not all of us. We all have to do our part to make a make a positive change as well. And okay. no, it's not about proving a point. About especially about being a man or a woman. The struggle is what it is. Um, I think sometimes men get a little bit more sensitive to us, a little bit more delicate to us as women in law enforcement. So the struggle is... Is is, is that a problem? It can be, depending on the situations. Um, It's a stickler that we're we're able to cry a lot faster than men. Mm -hmm. We're a lot more emotional. emotional. Mm -hmm. And and that just might be how the body is built, right? It is. That's my point in the beginning. Y'all are emotional creatures. We are. We're not. 
I mean, we'll say they like, ta-ta, okay, I'll kill that motherfucker. But then y'all were like, ta and they're like, oh, oh shit, I'm right. kill somebody. And when I first got in law enforcement, I was like that. I didn't the way the gun would pop, and I was like, this is too much. <laughs> but then I learned my craft, oh. and I can shoot better than a lot of the males that I work with, right. and they're okay with that because if we're on a scene and there's something that happened, they feel good with me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of struggles mm-hmm. for women in law enforcement. Um, you get the sexual harassment stuff. And I can speak on it because it was my situation. I was in FTO, and a male slapped my butt. In uniform? In uniform. (laughs) And he no longer works for the agency. It took the agency two days, and he was fired. So the agency did their due diligence, Mm -hmm. but I was going through FTO. Right. And why do I got to deal with this? Right. A whole IA. (laughs) Right. And I just walked by. Doing nothing else. I'm finna start some shit. Just being a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finna start some shit with that. You can. Y'all women want to come into a man's world as far as the job. Yeah, we do that. We smack each other on the butt. So maybe maybe he saw you as a man and you're like, what's going on? He didn't. He can tell that she was not a man. And I wasn't even there. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, if you want to be treated, if you're going to come into our world, we're going to treat you like we treat our other men. But But we as men, that's how we do each other. Keep smacking each other. You don't smack me because... Right. He just saw yeah. an ass walk by like, what's up? But so, but that's not okay. Down and see, that's not that's why they ha- that's why it's called sexual harassment. Correct. It's not okay. Correct. But thank sure you for trying. That's, that's <laughs> right. It, and it's things you'll deal with. And for me, I came back the next day and it was a regular day. It didn't affect how I am mm-hmm. as a deputy. That was great. He just made a bad decision on right. his end. That didn't make me say, oh, all, the, all the males are going to slap me. No. It was an unfortunate situation. It occurred in front of other people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good idea. Right. And he's, you know, no longer with the agency I work for. Um, and they were very good with the situation. They were like, you okay? What do you need? Right. We're here for you. That's not okay. It wasn't none of that foolishness. Let's put it on. It wasn't none of that. They were supportive of whatever it is that I needed under the circumstance. And for me, those are things you will deal with as a woman in law enforcement. A male right. can deal with that, though. Mm-hmm. I could walk by and slap your butt. Still not right. Yeah, but we we're gonna do we're gonna poke ours out. Yeah, we ain't gonna say that we're gonna poke ours out. Yeah, spank again. But see, you gotta think where well, a lot of men come from. The the good old boy system, you know, they they're the old head, the old school. They are used to sitting around the office, having sexual conversations, right. talking shit about women and this and that. And then now you walk in with a uniform, they're like, shit. Now well, they, they just have to adapt. They have I to think change. y'all should adapt. No. Why not? No. Why not? Because me, personally, I mean, my last job, warehouse, mostly men. Right. Out there. And the officers, ladies. But there maybe one other female out on the floor. So I had to work with a bunch of males, like mm-hmm. a bunch of older men. They start these conversations. Me, it don't bother me. I'm going to join in on conversation. Right. Just because it just, that's, it doesn't bother me. See, but if you kept your hands to yourself, we're good. Right. Don't put your hands on me. Right. I, I agree. And see, but I can join in on conversations and talk. I ain't going to get all down and dirty, but. Yeah, it should be that way. I don't I'm see open a, to talking whatever the males are talking about. Right. See, if I so, feel comfortable, then I'll, I'll engage. But if not, I'll walk away. Right. So, so who has the issue? Is it the, the men? No, who don't want to talk around the, 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 the women? <laughs> no. Because you just said that well, here comes a woman walking in with a uniform. Like, So who has the issue? It's because, not the woman walking in with the uniform. It's the men then. Because they know if they keep talking, 
some shit gonna fall down. Well, all HR coming down. How, how do you <laughs> how way. do you know though? How do you know? Who because who has that issue? It past experiences. Oh, okay. You in a you in a locker room with me and then you talking shit and you just talk about, oh man, I smacked that ass and then a woman walk in, if I if I had to shut up because they keep talking, they're gonna be in the office with HR. Uh I know <laughs> you saw her walk in. You just talk about a sport again. <laughs> everybody's comfortable with yeah. allowing you to talk about it with the audience right. back there or her engaging in the conversation. Just gotta see what's comfortable with everybody. Yeah, but see for us men, we ain't we ain't trusting y'all ass. Ain't no <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. We we wanna be ourselves and keep talking, but we yeah. kinda scared to because we know if we keep talking, I'm not gonna have a job. Because I'm just with a bunch of men and we talking shit. No, I yeah. think that's okay. It, no, it's not okay. It, this is just forcing my opinion. I, I understand. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it, I feel like if I become a nurse, now we think, when we're a nurse, we think females. Right. Or a teacher, we think mm-hmm. female. So if I become a nurse and a bunch of female nurses over there and they talking shit about men, I shouldn't get offended. I mean, men, we, we don't get offended, but I shouldn't get offended because of that because I'm coming to your world and doing the job that I want to do in your world. So why what y'all say in y'all world should offend me? So it's the same thing. Y'all come into our world, because most men are officers of male, a gender, profession, then we should be able to keep doing what we're doing. We don't touch you. Well, like you say, and I, and I understand the point where y'all walk by and they're like, ooh, what's up, baby? What's up? What you doing yeah, tonight? Yeah. Okay, now, now you're directing. Right. Now, 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 that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when when you're a female with your male deputies, a lot of males won't do that. Right. Because they're those male officers or deputies that are with you ain't finna allow it anyway. True. I've been in situations with my males where a guy has done that, and before I could even correct him, they were already on it. So true. And I could just stand there and be as pretty as I was in my uniform <laughs> there you go. while they dealt with it. And then he got right and walked off. Um, they're more protective anyway when it comes to that. When you first come to an agency, of course, you're going to get that. Oh, she knew. She beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's how you carry yourself. Right. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's, they'll see that, no, that, that's not the female to play with. You, you'll get to situations where people are going to have relations be because you're a male, I'm a female. It goes back to Adam and Eve. We're attracted to each other. I agree. If I'm single and you're single, why yeah. not? Right. You just have to be careful because it's a career. Right. And it can get messy and things start to get out of control. So in this uniform, if I had to give advice to other women, I would not date someone that works for the agency that I work for. Right. That's just me. I would date in law enforcement. Eh, I don't think two cops should date. I don't know. It gets tricky. Like two doctors, two teachers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it can work. It's just about the understanding because it's a stressful job. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because something that the newbies I'm get ready to say to see how y'all feel about that. Mm-hmm. And you might have heard this. You might not have heard this. But I've heard from civilians that three professions are the worst whores on earth. Okay. Teachers, nurses, slash doctors, and law enforcement. I've heard that, too. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I heard those are the worst people to get into a relationship. I think the military and law enforcement was one category. Right. And then it was, like you said, teachers, and Mm -hmm. then it was doctors and nurses. That the divorce rate is ridiculous. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's simply because of the fact that as far as the law enforcement officer, you got so much freedom. Yep. So, we're with each other more than we're at home. Right, right, exactly. And then we're already out in training. We're going here, we're going there. you got so many opportunities to meet and greet and see people yep. on calls. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Just make sure when y'all when you start to date, I don't know if you're married or not, your fiance, that whoever you date understands the line of work that you're going into. There are going to be days where you're going to be tired. There's going to be days you don't want to talk and communicate because mm-hmm. you do it all day. Mm-hmm. There's going to be days where you just want to sleep. You don't want to go out. You're supposed to go out with the family, and I don't want to do that. Whoever you be with, they need to understand that in your field, you need a support system. Mm-hmm. Back to support. Or your relationship won't work because they're going to be about what they need, and you may have a mental health day where you need a whole lot more than what he needs. So just be careful when you start to date in this field because it'll cost you a badge. It will. I've seen so many of my friends lose their badges over bad relationships, not because of what they did out here in the uniform, because of their personal life. And it could have been something simple they could have just changed. So you have to just be real careful with with your personal life because, unfortunately, your uniform – Changes all that, huh? Yeah. Oh, it, it draws. It's like a magnet. It yeah. draws. Well, I, I thought of a question just now, Raven, and if you don't mind, I'll direct it to you. When you said mental health days, it's something just clicked. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, so how do you separate that? I heard you earlier saying we don't bring the job home. But yeah. like you said, you, you maybe have been talking all day or you've had such a stressful day. My stress is with little kiddos. That's a different type of stress. Right. I can take a bath and be okay. But yours, how do you how do you not bring that home? How do you let go of that? I remember one day I had, and, and it was a bad day, and I, I was almost hit by this lady. My car ran off the road, my patrol car. My sheriff came to my scene because mm-hmm. he heard the call. He was off, but he came because it was right there near where he stayed. And he was like, I was shaking because I had to avoid hitting the lady that was in front of me, but she had just hit the guy that hit her. Mm -hmm. And now I'm an officer. I almost got hit. Now I got to jump out and attend to the scene. It was an older lady, broke her arm. He ended up having a real bad head injury. He fell asleep at the wheel. It was a mess. All of that sounds like a lot of stress already. It was a mess. And that was the way the morning started. Okay. So then I had to get gas, and the gas pump had, like, a little tear in it. So the gas leaked all over my uniform. Oh, my goodness. And we ended up having a call where a a dump truck took the power lines down for, like, three miles. So all of us were blocking the roads. And I was smelling like gas. I was like, "This this is too much. Right. And then my mom called and said that my dad wasn't feeling well, so, of course, I was worried about him. And then I think my youngest, um, she had got the flu. It was just like one of those days. It was like, you know what? This is too much. Right. But my outlet, when I have those days, I'll take a bubble bath, listen to my gospel music, mm-hmm. and, and my husband or my mom, somebody got these kids, and I'll just, I need a minute. Yeah. I come in the house. It's not, not mommy, none of this foolishness. I go straight to my zone so mm-hmm. I can de-escalate. Mm-hmm. After I do that and I'm good, then I can become mom, wife, daughter sister all of those things because that's a whole nother horse i'm and i'm sure because mental health is important yes and you and you need Mm -hmm. you need that you Mm -hmm. need to be able to uh be mentally stable to do a job yeah to do the job to function on a daily on what we deal with because all day long if you look at the average day of a police officer of a deputy sheriff domestics traffic accidents where there's going to be dead bodies Mm -hmm. You got the the lady complaining about something that's not important, but it's important to her, so it has to be important to you. <laughs> right. right. You know? Boy. 
you want to say, well, ma'am, that, I got stuff to do, but you can't say that. You have yeah. to put that smile on and say, okay, well, ma'am, let's, let's go find out what's going on with this bill that somebody took out your mailbox. After all that, all day long, you're the problem solver. You're the pastor. You're the teacher. You're the paramedic. You're the judge. You're all That's a of lot these of hats. jobs, yeah. right? And then you don't get paid anything. I was going to bring that up next. Right. Yeah, the money sucks. The money sucks. You have to work extra duties. I did pretty well last year, but it's because I worked extra duties. After all of that, at the end of the day, when it's time to clock out, you're like, this was a long day. And I'm still three reports down. Yep. You still got to go home and be the wife, the mother. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to be whatever. all of these things. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get your mental health together, some days it's going to be like, you know what, all this is just too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be able to tell your family, I'm stressed. Right. And they see it and they know it. They're like, okay, because my mom will get my kids. She'd be like, I got them. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you need to do. My husband, he sees it. He's like, okay, I, I cooked. So they know. When <laughs> I start that's, the that's fuss. The support system, support yeah. exactly. Yes, that's when exactly I come home and I start the fuss, every single thing that I see and I'm fussing, they know she had a stressful day. And I don't <laughs> have a lot of stressful days. Uh-huh. So when I do have those ones, they get right because they look. Ain't nobody gonna be happy in this house. <laughs> <laughs> nobody gonna be happy. But but you can't bring it home. Right. So I tend to do my mm-hmm. talk to my friend because my best friend is on the force too, and we're like, he, I'm there for him. He's there for me, and there's nothing else between that. It's a friendship. He's my brother, mm-hmm. and when we know we both are stressing, we'll talk it out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll park in my yard in my patrol car while he vents before he goes in the house. And we'll say, I, I, need, I need you. And we'll, the spouses understand right. because they don't do this exactly. job. And if you got a, a spouse that understands that this person right here knows what I just did today, mm-hmm. they'll be in the house waiting for you to come in the house while you help your fellow brother de-escalate. Because right. sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so true. true. Yeah. Keeping so. that, I like that, um, the support, I heard you say you a lot about it. support and your mental state of mind quite interesting it's important yeah because you can't do the job without it because mm-hmm. it, it makes you make good decisions if your mental right. health is good you're gonna make good decisions if you've had a long day and you didn't get that off of you the very next day you're gonna bring it back with you that same domestic that just drained all of you you're gonna bring that to the next domestic and then the next one because they're never the same none of your domestics are going to be the same so you have to treat each one individually and remember that could be your domestic and I would, a lot of times when you didn't have a long day, you want to be like, man, I, I didn't deal with this. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You have I to see, treat the public like your family. Good. Your mental health will get you to go back home safely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, well. when all that builds up, then when you start making mistakes on the job. Yeah. And you're like, man, if she hadn't done that, she'd be still here today. Why'd she do that dumb move? Right. So, yeah, that, that, that's important. And she also brought the money issue. That's something for y'all to think about. Now, the job pays no money, but... It gives you a leeway to do extra duty. To, to, I make to, good money in extra duties. Right. Good money. But that extra duty she's talking about, it takes her away from her family. Right. It's not like you're doing it on the job. So she ain't working Monday, Tuesday, off, Wednesday, Thursday, work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but she's working extra duty Wednesday, Thursday. So Correct. now she don't work seven days in a row. Right. It's it just, I know I'm throwing a lot at y'all, but. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth, exactly. It's the truth because when I got into this line of work, I, I'm, I'm greedy as hell. That's just me. I want all the money I can get. So that's why I did it. Cause yeah. I'm like, boy, all this extra duty. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to the police academy because I, I, I want all this extra duty. That's all I saw. And 
I'm the type of person that I'm fine with. My kids are grown, so I, I can work right. until the wheels fall off. So there's no issue for me. But that is something to think about. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna make much money on your regular paycheck. It's that overtime and extra duties. Yeah, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to be able to wake up every day and be happy that I go to work. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Might be a tough job. Hold on, this this is wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be a tough job, but it's something that's gonna get me out of bed. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be like, dang, I'm about to call out today. Right. Or let me get five more minutes of sleep. No. Remember well, how many times I called out of my last job? I hated that job. <laughs> right. yeah, so you want something that you want. I want something that's going to. I think my lieutenant told me, he said, if you ever wake up and you ain't feeling it, text me. And I remember I had one of those days. Oh, wow. I text him. I said, my attitude is nasty today. <laughs> I don't think I need to come in. He texts right back, see you Monday. Mm-hmm. He understood, and I never do that. So he was like, she must not really not be feeling it. And right. that wasn't a good day for me to come to work because I couldn't give the public what, what they, they needed, deserve, yeah. if my energy and my mental health and my attitude wasn't what it needed to be, I wasn't representing my agency well. And I'm a firm believer that what I do portrays my sergeant, my lieutenant, mm-hmm. my captain, mm-hmm. my major, my sheriff, my chief. There you go. Because yeah. it's going to get to them. Whatever yeah. you do and say, it's going to get to them, and they're going to call you into the office, and you need to be ready to tell them why you did what you did. There you go. Now, I got one more question about to females. Now, we all know that we are made differently, men and women. We are made differently. Y'all, once a month, y'all got something that going on that changes y'all way of thinking. It changes y'all hormones. <laughs> so, with that said, when you out on the road and you doing your beat, and it's that time of the month, and your hormones changes and the way you think changes, that should affect the way you do your job. So. By you being a female doing a man's, allegedly a man's job as for law enforcement, and you have one of those moments that you out there crying because for no reason because you're on your cycle. Okay, so I don't cry because I'm on my cycle. (laughs) My hormones are not that bad, and I have seen some hormonal men, too, that cry just as much as... (laughs) Y'all probably think that females cry. And I have seen some men display some emotions that I'm like, dang, are you, are you? You on your pier? You got yours too? Like, we're we're synced here. I I mean, no. All right, Kelly, you? I made a man cry three weeks ago who was in law enforcement. Well, I was just curious about that because... I can say, I know with society, they think that certain jobs are, are for men, certain jobs are for women. Women should be nurses, school teachers. Men should be law enforcement, firefighters, construction workers. But I know some excellent female firefighters, too. Wow, really? Yes, I do. Okay, you gotta, you gotta get me in touch with them. I will. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And I think y'all are well needed, especially in law enforcement. That's good. But, uh,. Thank you, Raven, for sharing so much. Just thank you. <laughs> I've learned a little bit today. That's good. That's good. So, so yeah. I mean, you thought about going to law enforcement? Uh, yeah, and 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 then I, and then that thought went away, and then Raven shows up and tells me all this extra stuff that just kind of like. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> so, but uh, I think you would do wonderful. I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts, mm-hmm. and y'all are awesome. Thank you. And just listen to how you think, how you speak, how you talk. You would do wonderful because ninety nine percent of law enforcement 
is communication okay. and yes, report yeah. writing. Yes, yeah. When I started the agency and I went through FTO, I didn't know how to get around this county to save my life. Right. But my FTO, he was like, your report writing is superb, young lady. He said, you're going to do awesome. He said, because he always told me, he said, if it happened, write it down. If, if he didn't write it down, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right? <laughs> and he would read my reports and say, it's like I was there. Mm-hmm. But I still couldn't get around the county. <laughs> right? And he would give me my twos for that, but I would get my fives for my report writing. So I was going to be successful because he knew I could learn those roles. Right. That report writing mm-hmm. is everything. Okay. Communication and report writing. That's all you do in law enforcement. So you have to be well at it because you do it all the time. As you learn it, you get better at it. So that's a big part of the Absolutely. Job. It really is. And a lot of cops do not understand it yeah. because they're so cowboyish. Yeah. They want to get out and pull right. guns. They I want to fight crime. That's not, that's not Dude, no. that, that crime you just got finished fight, you got to write about Write that report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to yeah. write about that it. That 90-minute yeah. chase you just got in, guess what you got to do? Exactly. You got to sit down and write, write that report. Write that report okay. and write it well. Yes. You know, it got, like she said, if someone read that report, they got to think that they're there. Right. Yeah. So That's it's got to be detailed then. Right. Because yeah. you're talking about courts and law. All this stuff is going into the to the court system. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get somebody convicted. You're trying to show why this person did what they did and they did it wrong. I remember one of the district attorneys, she called me on my cell phone, and she said, I just read your report. And after we talked to the guy's attorney, he wants to plea. That's it. <laughs> just off that report off that report alone because yes. a lot of times they were like I didn't do that mm-hmm. but just how detailed and how I wrote everything out because sure how it, it occurred clear. so I think you should try it oh, I love go. women in law enforcement <laughs> here we go I'm sorry I, I love it anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind <laughs> but like I should say that's that report writing a defense attorney they only hope they have it that the officer messed something up yep. because they know their client is Straight guilty. They know that. Absolutely. But if she write a poor report that she didn't put something in it. They're going to pick it apart. That's it. And that's what they love. So report writing is so important. She, she, you you want to be good at everything that you put your name to. You're signing it. Mm-hmm. So why would you want somebody to go behind you and read something that you took a report on? They say, well, this is a mess. Right. This mm-hmm. is a mess. If you write it well, it'll be almost like you were there again. Yeah. Yep. 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 When you start reading, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Stick to your Stick to your... Your veteran officers. When I came in this, I was, I was near my older people like, like mm-hmm. glue, trying to learn. Cause these younger people couldn't tell me nothing. They trying to learn too. I'm over here with my <laughs> veterans, trying to take all in, like just soaking mm-hmm. it all in. And I learned so much. There's a female right now at my agency. I stick to her like glue. She been doing it before I was born, and she's amazing to me. And and I tell her all the time, I want to be just like you. And she like, no, you're gonna be better than me. I'm like, I want to be just like you. And I'm grown. I'm 39, right? She's in. Her, she's going to be 60. And she, the tall. Yeah. Damn, I should have got her. I love the air she breathes. <laughs> yeah. And great. anytime I see her do something, I want to go to it. Every time she get an award, she has a million awards, yeah. and she deserves every one of them. Mm-hmm. So I find myself. I'm like, I'm gonna be just like. I'm gonna get me another award <laughs> because she's she's amazing. And you have to stick to people that have done this, that have did this. And that will continue to show you how to do things better. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. That's, that was well said. Huh? Yeah, but you make sure you find the right one because some of them, uh, what they call it, retired on, mm-hmm. retired on duty. Some of them, yeah, 
they just yeah. doing it because they're trying to make it to, to that age to, where they right. can put the paperwork Retire. in. Right. Now, yeah. Those are the ones you want to stay clear of. Yeah. I mean, and you'll be able to point them out, believe me. You'll know. Right, mm-hmm. you'll know. You'll, you'll know because you'll see the bad habits. Bingo. You'll see yeah. the attitude. You'll see mm-hmm. the, the energy they give it, the negative comments because right. they're burnt out. Because they burned out. She's never like that. We just went to a funeral together and just watching her with her peers because it was an officer where she came from, an agency that she worked And she was like, I want you to go with me to help me deal with it. I, absolutely, I will. So we're there, and I'm watching her with all these veteran officers. They got stripes up the arm because each stripe is three years, right. and they're going up the sleeve. And I'm over there like a sponge, like, oh, my gosh, this is 30, 40, 50, 60 years of knowledge wow. in front of me. I don't know nothing, and I'm 39. So to watch these young ladies, y'all are coming into it, and y'all are coming into a whole different generation of law enforcement. Yeah, cell phones, social media, bunch of foolishness. Yeah, a bunch of foolishness. Everybody's recording and jumping out the car with a gun. Nobody's recording. Nobody wants to help. Correct. Right. Exactly. Correct. People dying over here, struggling. They got phones like this on Instagram. Come on now. We can't police. Don't don't police like that. Now that I've met y'all and I know y'all, if I see you and you're doing something wrong, I'm going to pull over in my patrol car and we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. And she will. She <laughs> we're going to have it. a conversation. That's I'm going to say, come right. in, let me talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> because the goal is to put this uniform on, represent your agency well, help the public, help the public, be supportive of the public, and come home. Yes. Go right? home. That's it. All yeah. right. I feel like this has been a great episode. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I really appreciate y'all being here and, and Raven, you sharing your experiences, sharing your thoughts. You have said a lot of great things, and I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Twenty-six. Thank you. I'm glad to see such a young culture coming into this line of work. Me too. Because we are lacking in law enforcement, and for good reasons. Pay suck ass. The public hates us. Yep. Who want to do something for a little bit of money and everybody hates you? Yeah. Nobody. Well, Caroline, I know you have to work in the morning. I sure appreciate you taking time out to be on this episode. And by the way, y'all, she's on by phone, which is a great thing that we're able to do that. Do you have any questions or any concerns that you want to say to us tonight, Caroline? No, I'm good. (laughs) All right, before we go, I want you to say one thing about women in law enforcement. Women in law enforcement are a force to be reckoned force to be reckoned with. Okay, all right, great. Christy, once again I want to appreciate you coming down. One thing to say about women in law enforcement. Keep your head up. Don't let these men fool you and think that you can't do this job because you're a female. And go ahead and drop your app. There's plenty of great agencies that are hiring and we need more female officers all over the, all over the United States. Yeah, well said, well said. I would like to make one shout out only because of the city that I am presently sitting in that I've never been to, so I just want to say roll tide. Oh, no. Oh, okay. In case y'all don't understand that little inside joke, uh, we are in Athens, Georgia, home of the Bulldogs, and she just said roll tide. Wow. Well, I'm not a Georgia fan. I like Nick Saban. I like him a lot. He's a genius. Uh, he, he he lost it this year, but that's okay. He'll be back strong next year. And like I say, anything that I can do to help, Raven can do to help, we're here. And we Absolutely. will be shooting. Uh, before we go, Jacqueline. Um, never think it's too late to change. I like it. 
Um, I guess mine, if, if I'm speaking to my fellow blues, it would be if it don't look right, taste right, smell right, don't mess with it. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. For the public, all of us aren't bad. Like, there's some good ones Thank that you. really genuinely care and enjoy putting the uniform on. We do. And we just ask for the support. That's all. Well said. Well said. Dana Dane. For someone who's not in law enforcement, thank Ooh. you all for <laughs> everything that you do. We don't. We all don't hate you, so I'm grateful for you all. Great, great. Well, things I want to say is, is this. I know there's a man's world, and for women that want to endure into a man's world and do a great job, my hat's off to you. Now, you're going to have those bubbles and, and other people that going to clown and do crazy things to you and say crazy things, just brush it off. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. You know who you are. You know why you are here. Do your job. Do your job. And I, any woman that want to do law enforcement, hey, I'm always going to go it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. It's never too late. With that said, from the mind to the lips to the heavens, until next time, peace from